I'd like to open this episode with a poem. Um, this was sent to me by a friend who, over the past few years, has had his uh, had his ups and downs. He sent it to me. I had never heard of it until yesterday, and I thought uh, it's definitely worth sharing. The name of this poem is Desiderata by Max Ehrman. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even to the dull and the ignorant. They too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for, in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations, in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. That was written in 1927. Very touching stuff. Anyways, today's episode, Dustin came in from Pohang. Drove all the way down here. The only, I mentioned in the episode, but he's the only guest to ever show up and bring homemade cookies. Bake that morning. What a stud. It's a, it's a great episode full of laughs. We really enjoyed recording this episode with Dustin. Um, lots of good conversations about schools, business, education, raising a family, and some great laughs in there too. Dustin, thanks for coming by. This episode is brought to you by Dr. English. Dr. English's new promotion is your first class is free. That is right. Anyone looking for a free class to practice their English can check the description below and get the phone number. Call it. Sign it up. Dr. English. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Do you speak any Korean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like fluent? No. Yeah. Enough to get into trouble, enough to get out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I was uh, I, I'm trying to think of ways to <laughs> to help people learn mm. Korean and then just the different ways to conceptualize the the language and I thought you know there's there's Konglish and that helps people understand sometimes and <clears throat> I was thinking about how to connect 
you know, different words or make people understand better. And I thought about, you know, like karak, like mori karak, par karak. Mm. Karak can be something like shit that something grows out of. So mori karak, mm. shit that grows out of your head. <laughs> Son karak, shit that, yeah. that grows out of your fingers. Par karak, shit mm. that grows out of your, uh, that grows out of your toes. Mm. And I thought a good Congress word for, uh, for pubic hair could be... <laughs> <laughs> Balsack karak. <laughs> Balsack karak. <laughs> Do you go to the gym or the sauna or any of that stuff? Or? Uh yeah, I used to. I used to. Um before Corona. <laughs> no, I just yeah. And now uh now it's basically well I had a nice classroom I could exercise in. I'd like, you know tape up the windows and put yeah. on some heavy metal music and no doubt. get on the yoga mat do some push-ups and <laughs> no doubt yeah all right yeah we're good we're uh yeah. welcome back episode 41 Woo, we're in the 40s with uh mr dustin allen welcome all the way from uh all the way from pohung showed up with a bag of cookies let that be known to any future guests i'm not getting in <laughs> yeah. without any cookies hey mm-hmm. these are wonderful nice yeah. dude very uh very nice to see you mm-hmm. cookies are delicious um <laughs> I oh, might man. have diabetes. <laughs> no, the um but last time uh or the first time we met, sorry, and then last time I seen you was uh the motorcycle man from the Halloween party. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. When was that? Twenty nineteen? Yeah. Well, Definitely wasn't last year. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh dog, anyways, welcome back to welcome back to Ulsan. We're happy to have you. Mm-hmm. A very uh interesting conversation to follow. I wanna hear what happened this morning. Oh, yeah. So uh, you asked me if I could speak Korean, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, anyways, I just woken up, going to my bathroom to, you know. <laughs> Scratch your ball sack, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You know, start preparing for the day, and uh, uh, I'm uh, sitting on the throne, and uh, the, the doorbell rings, like at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, who the hell is this, right? And uh, I got an intercom right next to right next to my I was, I was just going to ask, because <laughs> I moved to a new place, yeah. and yeah, you can... Buzz the door like it's. I remember the Japanese hotels used to be like that. Yeah, they'd have the TV, the radio, the phone, everything right next to the toilet. And uh, my new place has one of those, so you can answer while you're taking a shit. It's nice, man. You can ring people in or just look at them. Oh, I can. There's a there's an open door button and there's a talk to them button. I can't see them. They can't see. Can they see you? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually the first time I used it, you know. Mm. But um, I, I. Pulled it up there, and she's like, "Yo, Zell, yo, Zell." I'm like, "I don't know this lady." So I'm like, "Yeah, Jim Papayo." Tashi okay, Tashi okay. She's like, "What? Yo, Zell, Tashi okay." She's like, "How long?" Some shit boons. So, anyways, I'm, the lady's like, "What? What the hell?" And my wife just runs out there and opens up the door. Turns out it was the gas check lady. Oh, <laughs> she's coming. Check. Check. Was, yeah, we see a gas. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I'm like, who the hell's ringing on my door at nine o'clock in the morning, man? There are, uh, well, it's funny because because my my wife was on the throne and the door rang and I was cooking, I think. <laughs> And she's like, answer the door. And I'm like, I, I, my hands are dirty or I was bread and chicken or something. And I, I, I can't. So she answers from there and she goes, yeah, hello, whatever. And she's talking, yeah, yeah, come in, come in. And I was like, well, you say come in. You're sitting on the shitter like three rooms away. What do you mean? And so she's like, okay, go get it. And she, the lady was a neighbor from upstairs and she wanted to talk to my wife. And she's like, well, where's your wife? And I was like, she's taking a shit. Well, she answered from the can. She's not coping. <laughs> oh, I need to talk to your wife. And I said, oh, oh, that's, that's then come back in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, those are those are the. I was going to take a 
picture. I was going to get my daughter to push the button and check it out mm. and, and do a video from the bathroom of it to show and put on our, our channel there. But those things are hilarious, man. You don't oh, think you yeah. need those, but... Nate, I don't want any toilet cams your way. <laughs> we <laughs> we, got, we got one in the kitchen. We got one in the living room. And it's mm. pretty handy to just... <laughs> buddy's there. Boom. Push the button. So, yeah, you can uh, turn it into, like, CCTV, and you can, like, look outside real time, see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And um, I tried doing that, you know, do you guys have, yeah, you guys have Dongun here, right? Market. Uh, market. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my wife did some Dongun thing, and there were some problems, and the lady came back up to our apartment to work out the deal. And I didn't know what was going on. I was a little concerned at first. So my wife's out there handling it. I'm trying to spy on them. And so I just start pushing buttons on the console, not knowing what the hell I'm doing, yeah. man. I set off some alarm, man, and the whole, the whole floor, beep, 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 beep. And, like, you know, the lights are flashing, and my wife doesn't know what's going on, and the lady's not going on. What's, what's this world coming to, though? Like, do, we, do you need the intercom in every room and in the bathroom and... It's convenient. No, okay, but but this is this is what it was like. If you're sitting there dirty in the kitchen and your hands you're 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 full, whatever, boom, wipe a finger, push the button. Yeah, come on in. If it's your friend, your neighbor, whoever, you don't have to go. All the I way just in. think about the the amount laziness? of the, no, not the laziness, just the amount of times that you encounter, like that you're really gonna encounter. Like I'm taking a shit, and the tech bay guys here. Is is it is it enough times to warrant? Installing something in your bathroom. I don't know. I'm just thinking on that. No, but they have our, the one in the bath. The one in the bathroom has the phone. Mm. It has a radio. Mm. It's it's not. I mean, it's got all kinds of features, man. It's hella convenient. No doubt. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah. you just you never have to leave the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I basically guess going for a shower. That, that was <laughs> one of on the perks Tuesday. of the uh, the apartment. I think when they, when they built it, uh, that thing, the intercom in the bathroom, and we also have an elevator call. Button oh, that's from, nice, eh? From yeah, inside. Yeah. yeah. So you put it on before, or you push the button before you put on your shoes. By the time you get, make it out there, uh, the yeah. elevator's up there. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. I uh, I really appreciate that call button when I'm teaching in a class on a high floor, and mm. it's Korean style. Like they they want to wait until you're in the elevator, and they just kind of wait and hang out with you while you're mm. waiting for the elevator. And oh yeah. There's always <laughs> it's that awkward three minutes of yeah. Yeah, so what are you doing later? Anyway. In my, my new place is only four stories. <clears throat> and it has like as soon as you enter your password, the elevator automatically comes. Really? But wow. I park in B1 and I'm on the first floor and I never use the elevator unless <laughs> I have a bunch of stuff. But every time you come in and every time I come in the main floor, if we're outside playing, I come in the main floor and the elevator comes and opens. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's got to realize that 104 or whatever, my number means I'm not going in the elevator. <laughs> but I think it's, uh, it, then you got to go upstairs to meet the lady on the fourth floor. You're like, where the fuck <laughs> is the elevator? <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean? This like, if bullshit. you're going in and out 10 or 15 times in a day, mm -hmm. the elevator comes every time. I'm like, I'm not using that thing. Yeah. So one one fault they could, they could work on improving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, let's keep moving here. Yeah. The Go Clan. Oh yeah, Go Clan. Lots about the Go Clan. I, I I like the name. I like it. Um, I think one challenge maybe for a lot of people getting married to Koreans, whether it's male or female, whatever. If it's foreign female, foreign male, whatever. You know the traditions, the customs, and and penetrating that that Udi barrier of the mm. of the family and mm. being the the outsider. Mm. Um, God, my father in law wanted to kill me for the. When he found out mm. his daughter was dating me, mm. and after we got married, then man, we've the friendship has really blossomed, and we're really good buddies. We farm all the time, and yeah, 
we, we drink together, eat together, whatever. Mm-hmm. Defenses go down pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes and no. I think it depends how close you are. Yours are obviously close by or you're always around them, and, and I am as well, and so are you. Mm-hmm. But I think for other people whose in-laws are a city away or two cities away and don't see them and don't get a chance to build that relationship mm-hmm. and be around them, I think it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I love how much you interact. I don't know if it's all roses and butterflies or not. I mean, there might be some major... WWE matches in the background, but um, it, from all the videos and stuff, it looks like you really get along with them, and I think that's awesome. I really value the family connection and stuff. And I said I could never marry a woman where I couldn't get along with their family because I think it's so important. Tell us a little bit about the Go Clan and your how your relationship is developed. Oh man, well, um, it's it's cool. I'll say that it's kind of I like it where I'm in because I'm the white guy and <laughs> I don't have to do. All of the Korean stuff. I get, I get like a kind of pass. Pick and choose, right? Yeah. So I just show up for the best parts, right? (laughs) I I don't have to do it. And my wife likes it for the same reason, right? She doesn't have to do all the the traditional Korean stuff, like go and make the juns and and stuff like that with our family. And I think a lot of our wives are in a similar situation. But I mean, outside of the holiday and the mandatory times, Mm. like I go out to farm Mm. in the spring and fall. I'm out there almost once or twice a week helping on the farm. And your in-laws have the pension, or you have the pension? It's kind of a family thing. It's okay. it's my wife's, but they're out there ninety percent of the time. So you so yeah. you guys are there. I mean, you're, you're around them all the time. Yeah. And it's not yeah. mandatory time yeah. together, which I think a lot of people don't do. I mean, they go the the token once a month because we we should mm. or whatever. Um, pick up you, side dishes. You yeah, pick up the side. Dishes. <laughs> you spend a lot of time, or seems to anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I enjoy it. So it wasn't always like that, though. My wife and I started dating <laughs> eight, nine years ago. Shoot, no, probably longer than that. Right? Long time. Mm. <laughs> and um, we had to keep it a secret for a long time. She didn't want to introduce me. And then um, we finally decided to get married, and um, it was time to meet the parents. They never, which is completely crazy for me, you know, usually. You never met them before you decided to get married? Yeah, yeah. No, me, yeah, me too. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we, yeah, we decided to get married and then like she introduced me as like, oh, this is Brian. The, I met the whole family at one time. They didn't know me before. There's really? total oh, secret. Shit. Four years. Yeah. yeah. It's a similar <laughs> situation. So, you know, that's what I think. Like coming from back home before you want to start dating somebody seriously, you go, you know, meet the father, shake his hand, say, these are my intentions or whatnot. But yeah. no, it's not like you're a secret. You're, you're my dirty secret. Over yeah, here. <laughs> so, absolutely. So, you know, um, I went and met the family, and I showed up in my best suit, and I had a big box of uh, uh, fruit or something like that. Spam? No, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's a, probably a $100 basket from Latte. You know, yeah. you know money and gifts three, are important over yeah. there. Three apples so, and a tangerine. So I wanted to make the best impression. I went and bought the biggest gift basket from the, the nice supermarket or department store, yeah. and I show up there. Oh, Anyajmega, Janan Dasamida, Anyajmega, Anyajmega, you know, polite. And mom... Mom turns around and <laughs> walks away. <laughs> but dad, dad, he he was cool. He's like, okay, really? co- come on in, yeah, yeah. Have, have a seat. And uh, so we sit down and uh, we're we're talking. I I can't speak Korean very well at that point. But mm. Sujin, she's translating for us. And yeah, dad, he was pretty understanding. But mom, she wasn't having any of it. Yeah. How long had you been dating at that time? Uh, about four years. Yeah, yeah wow. we're in the same boat. Yeah. yeah, really, about four years. So this this was a big fish uh, to pull in. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what I mean by that, like, 
you know, you know, most of my previous relationships are relationships are. <laughs> hey, let's go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. This one was, um, you know, uh, it took like six months just to just to get on a date with her mm. and stuff like that. So it, that's how you know they're the ones that you marry, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was a difficult catch, but I reeled her in, and then uh, that was only the beginning. I found out the real hurdle was getting through the parents. Yeah. So in my in mine. I was I had started kind of seeing her a little bit and we went on our first date on Parents Day. Mm. Yeah. And we rode at Jinnah. So we were coming back to my place and we had to and she goes, Oh, that's where my parents live, or that's where I live, or whatever. She was saying our sister, she goes, That's where that's where my parents live. And I said, Well, it's parents day. You gotta stop and you know, say I love you or thanks or hello or something. It's freaking parents day. Come on. So she went in and she said, Just okay, just wait in the car. And it wasn't like that was our first date, right? Yeah, yeah it wasn't. Uh, we we'd known each other. We've been talking and chatting for a while. Yeah, then obviously I, I know exactly what's going to happen. And mom comes out and says, "Hey, don't be shy. Come in. It's okay." Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Whoa!" So went in. We're talking, and dad's sleeping in the room off the kitchen and wakes up for the night shift at LG. And he gets up in his underwear and he comes out in a in a I was going to say a thong, a thong top, Wife what beater. an undershirt, wife beater, and his boxers, and he's like. What the fuck's going on here? Who is this guy in my house? And they're like, "It's okay, just go to work. This is a nice guy. Just go to work. Everything's gonna be okay. He's just he's just a friend." And uh, then she started bringing out the book punja and all the homemade alcohols and stuff. And oh, yeah, I was like, "Country life." So so I had known them from then, and then I got to know the sister and the brother mm-hmm. and the mom, and we hung out quite a few times. Mm-hmm. But then dad wouldn't come. We have the same birthday. Oh yeah. And dad wouldn't come to the birthday dinner. Really. And he refused doing. He was on a personal strike against this relationship, and he he refused to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then finally, Nuna convinced him. Hey, she likes him. Just come and, at, and came and sat down. What kind of car do you drive? Nikes. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, this guy's full of shit. He's crazy. And he says, How big's your house? And, I said, and whatever, like one room. <laughs> and he looks at her and he's like, Are you crazy? What are you doing? <laughs> And I'm like, dude, I can show you the bank book if you want. Like, I, I don't need them. I can buy a Mercedes tomorrow and return it the next day. Like, because that's what they like, right? They like yeah, to see yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. They don't like to hear that you you walk to work and whatever. So, mm-hmm. mine was very different. I didn't know yours was a secret for four years. Yeah. Wow. But ours was a secret from the rest of Korea, like the rest of Ulsan, because my mm. wife is a public school teacher. Mm. And then they start talking and talking and talking. So, mm. so many times, you know, we would walk at the department store, going to a movie, and we'd. We'd go completely different ways around the escalator, around the department, and come up the other side and meet upstairs. And I, I had was, that part. It was yeah. a long one month before he married her. Yeah, I suppose so. No, it was it was fast. It was about eight months or nine months. But that I mean that that's lightning fast compared mm. to home. Mm-hmm. So what the mom? So my yeah, in my case it was the dad who wasn't too too keen. But how did you get around to mom? Oh. getting mom like in you? Well, thankfully I did what I did best. There was a big snowstorm that came to Pohong, and it just blanketed everything. Yeah. And, you know, uh, being from Montana, we, we know how to deal with snow. And, you know, living in Korea, not so much, especially Pohong. It never yeah. snows down there. So in the morning, I went out, and I shoveled their rocks. I scraped up the ice off of their steps and uh, cleaned their cars and wiped yeah. off the windows. And they came out, and they were like, what what the hell? <laughs> you know, Superman but, Dustin. Yeah, I, I sent Sujin a message earlier. I was like, "Hey, I uh, took care of your parents' driveway or your parents' sidewalk and your mm. parents' car for you, so it's good to go. You don't have to worry about that." Yeah. And 
you know, dad came down there, mom came down there, like, oh, okay. Nice. And that Welcome one gesture, family, yeah. yeah, like like that. They like, okay, this guy, he may not be what we're looking for in traditional sense, <laughs> yeah. but he can pull his weight. He he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, I think um, it's uh, helped, especially at the pension. Because you know they're they're sixties they're in their sixties and stuff like that and um, they need strong back to yeah. to do the heavy lifting. That's the same same as the farm. I mean that's where I could. I think Dad really took a liking when I started lifting. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 20, 30, 40 kilo bags of mm. or box of potatoes and bags of rice and fertilizer. Yeah, yeah, and then he then he goes, <laughs> okay, this yeah, well, I can be buddies with this guy. Sure, mm-hmm. he's gonna work his ass off. I wonder in those ones if they think. How long until this wears off? Because it's typical, not only here, it's typical at home. You know, you show off for the first six months. You can cook, you can clean. You're, and then after that, the honeymoon phase is worn off. And then, you Sustainability know, your dirty socks and underwear hanging around the floor and <laughs> not cooking anymore. And you, I hear Korean women complain about it all the time. Well, but I think that's a different standard. I don't know. I think growing up in the north or outdoors or whatever, it's kind of in your in your blood, right, to, to do that stuff. Yeah, and I enjoy it. I see it, I see it in in the Go Clan. They have uh, three daughters, and they're all married. No sons? No sons, they're just three daughters. Uh, my wife's the oldest, and um, the two younger sisters. Everybody's married. The younger sister, her husband is um, a bookworm. He's a manager at the nuclear power plant somewhere in between here and Busan. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, he's... He can't pull his weight <laughs> around. He, he, you know, he's got his heads in books. He's a really smart guy, yeah. and he, he's good at what he does. Yeah. But yeah. as for physical labor, no way. He's the traditional Korean in yeah. all of that sense. The woman will cook. The woman will clean. Yeah, you yeah. know, he doesn't lift a finger to do anything. He's just doing all that nuclear fusion bullshit. <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the coast, uh, <laughs> keeping us keeping us powered or something yeah. like that. So you can't really count on him to do anything. Um, the other brother-in-law, he's he's a cool guy. I like him. He's he's my drinking buddy at at the pension. But you know he he gets tired too. He works hard at his business or his company. I, I don't know. He's a restaurant manager or something. In his free time, he doesn't want to come work out there at the pension. So he's he's not there a lot of times. Which which kind of sucks for me because. I'm sitting there trying to figure out everything in Korean on my own, going to the hardware <laughs> shop, and you know, which which one do I buy? You know, I can't read the instructions yeah. or figure out what what I'm trying to do here. So when he's there, he's he's good, but he doesn't no, want to, he doesn't want to be there. But me, going to the pension is my escape from reality, right. man. Yeah. I, that, that's same as me going to the farm. Like yeah. I, they think it's crazy, and they're like, oh oh oh, and I'm like, no no, I come here because I like to come here, mm. and and it, there's no noise and there's no people and there's no dirty smells and this mm. is like, reminds me of Canada and I'm kind of free here. Mm. I I like coming here because mm. you know the other guy's like, oh how do you get them to come so much? Oh, <laughs> you must really have them whipped into shape. And I'm like, no, I, I love going out there. That's my freedom. It does break up the city life, right? Oh yeah, <clears throat> absolutely, man. How far is your place from the house? Mm, about forty five minutes. Oh, that's perfect. So, is it in Gyeongju? Yeah, yeah, it's right across oh. from. It's right across the river from the bus terminal. What uh, What does your brother in law think when you're cooking up apple pies and and sal fat gravy and American style? And the, yeah, <laughs> American style. That's they just say, okay, that's yeah. okay. You, do your sister in laws ever chime in and say, hey, come on, guys, let's go. Look at this guy, start cooking. No, you know, it's kind of that uh, pass I get. You know, that's the 
Uh, That's part of the package. Yeah. Part of the Wagyu package. <laughs> so, you know, I'll cook like a big Thanksgiving Day feast for I'll put the bird in the oven and everything like that. And I'll be sitting there grubbing down like, oh, this is great. But none of them are eating it. Like, <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? I cooked this all for you. And they're like, oh, it's too salty or something oh, like that. Oh. Which, is, which is funny. <laughs> you know? Uh, I've, I've come to a conclusion with the, yeah. with the salty thing. Mm. You know when they say it's... <laughs> Every wife has said it like, mm. "Oh, it's too salty." Like, eat some rice with it. Mm. I think in in my in my context, anyways, or if I say something's too salty, or if the wife suggests it's too salty, I'm assuming they're talking about like the the content of salt. I I think she's saying don't drink the kimchi jjigae soup mm. because it has too much salt and that's bad for your health. Mm. Eat some rice with it. I'm like I'm, I'm still consuming <laughs> the same amount of salt oh, if it's yeah, with a scoop I'm of rice or not. <laughs> but they, I think they're exclusively uh, referring to the flavor. Mm. It has nothing to do with the salt content. It's the flavor of the thing. Mm. We're we're looking at it from like a health perspective. We're both right in our own in our own context. Right? Uh. Mm. They're saying it, it it tastes too salty, so add some rice and it tastes better. We're saying we're consuming the. The same, <laughs> we're consuming the same huh. amount of sodium, right? I never yeah, looked so, at it like yeah. that. Yeah, mm. that's the that's the. I can't big stand one. when we're in Canada. And they tell me it's too salty, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is land of the salt. Put some more poutine on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What moving from uh, moving from Montana to <clears throat> to Pohang, a pretty industrialized city. <clears throat> what, what were your biggest uh, your biggest challenge adapting to city life? How, uh, how, many, how many people in Pohang? Five hundred thousand. So, yeah, it's half a million. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, again, maybe it's my naivety, but I assume Pohong it's like a slightly smaller Ulsan. Yeah. Like very industrial. Hamilton. Drive it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like I like guess so. Yeah, I guess it would be. So yeah. we got we got the river and um <laughs> the right side of the river is all uh factories. Okay. And it's huge factory. Factories and marine bases. You got the American Marines, you got the uh, Korean Marines out there. And um the left side of the river is all, you know, beaches and apartments and, you know, the fun side. So, yeah, it's about 500,000. Now, Montana, it's around the, the whole, whole state. The whole state is 500,000. <laughs> oh, well, it's about a million people. Yeah. But, you know, what's interesting, Montana is three times the size of South Korea. Yeah. And we got one million people. But here I'm living in a city of half the, half the population. Boom, right there. Yeah, man. Um, so it was it was a little bit of a shock, but I didn't come straight from Montana to here. I spent six years going to university in Seattle hmm. uh, before I came out over here. Okay. Um, Good in between stuff. So yeah, I I was used to this style a little bit, but yeah, the culture shock moving from the states to over here was crazy. I didn't know what to expect. When did you come? Two thousand six. Um, it was it was actually a pretty funny thing. I was living in a house in Shoreline, and it was rented it out. It was in the um, next to Shoreline Community College, and there's a lot of uh, international students there. Uh, I didn't know anything about international whatsoever. <laughs> I saw a bunch of funny characters on all the buildings, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm living in Asia Town or something like that. <laughs> Turns out it was Korea Town. <laughs> I didn't know that. So anyways, one day a kid comes and knocks on my door and he saw an advertisement for room for rent. I was like, yeah, 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 come on in and uh, show him the room. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. A couple days later, I walk by his room and his door's open and he's got a blanket and a pillow and a laundry bag <laughs> and and that's it. I'm like, mm. dude, where, where's your stuff? Mm. <laughs> he's like, this is my stuff right here. I was like, this is how you live? 
He's like, yeah. I was like, no, 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 man. <laughs> so I took him down to the garage where, you know, we keep everything in storage. I gave him a bed. I gave him a closet, dressers, TV, Nintendo, old Nintendo. I hooked him up, right? And he's, he was like... You fucked up his undergrad. He's going to take to Nintendo. He <laughs> was, was just so thankful for some furniture, yeah. you know, basic furniture and, you know, shit that's, you know, been sitting in storage for me for three years. I have to lug around from apartment to house and stuff yeah. like that. So, anyways, he was he was really um, thankful that I hooked him up. He's like, yeah, let, let me take you out and show you a good time. And literally, he took me out in my own neighborhood, but I had no idea that these places existed. <laughs> you know, because it was all Korean stuff. I didn't know. Was the guy Korean? Yeah. yeah, he was. He was a Korean international student, yeah. and he took me out for Kalbi uh, Sal, which, mm. which was great. And he introduced me to Soju, which was. You know, I'm yeah. still best friends with that guy. <laughs> so is this how you got to Korea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, awesome. yeah, at the time, I think I was working, uh, I was I was a quality assurance manager for a company called WDS Global. We dealt with Palm Pilots and troubleshooting those. I was I was high up there. Yeah, well, not high, high up there, but I was management. I was and, high and up there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, more, <laughs> that's more accurate. <laughs> Um, anyways, I had, I had a decent job. I was climbing the ladder and stuff like that. And, but it was the same old nine to five living the rat race. And this guy, he introduced me to a whole new world in my own neighborhood. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you love Korea so much. Why don't you go to Korea and be an English teacher? Mm. And I said, what are you talking about? I can't speak Korean. <laughs> I can't be an English teacher. And like literally like all the Koreans that was at the table, they started laughing at me like, ah, you don't speak Korean. I was like, well, how do you learn English then? <laughs> it's like, oh, you just speak English. They'll learn that way. I'm like, okay. Nice. So Sign me up. yeah, six months later, you know, I did all the paperwork and um, flew on over here. I looked for the highest paying job, which was 2.2, I think, in Pohang. That's still the <laughs> highest paying job in Pohang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I get I get over here. I call up my buddy. He's in um, Suwon. I yeah. said, hey, I'm in Korea, man. He's like, great. Where are you? I'm like, Pohang. He's like, Pohang? What'd you go to Pohang for? <laughs> You're supposed to come to Seoul. <laughs> but no, Pohang's awesome, man. We got the beaches. We got the mountains. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff there. You can do whatever you want. And... Um, but it's not too busy like like the big cities. Out of curiosity, do you would you ever be attracted? Would you ever think you'd fit in well in Seoul or Busan? No, Seoul, no. Busan, yes. Um, Busan's I've, huge still. I think for, even I, for me, man. I'm from Thunder Bay. There's a yeah. hundred thousand people, mm. and Ulsan is like New York City to me. Mm. And I go to Busan or Seoul, and I'm like, okay, I'm here for three or four days, and I'm going home or two or three days, and that's enough. I get a taste, and I just like. Just like uh, Toronto or New York or whatever, I just I'm not a big city guy. I can't handle it. Busan's got the beaches and they got a pretty uh, relaxed uh, lifestyle, I think, compared to those Seoul guys. Uh, <laughs> I've partied up in Seoul and it's just crazy. Like the craziness never stops up there. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's East Coast West Coast similar? Like I think Toronto and Vancouver, it's mm. Toronto's like Seoul and Vancouver is much more like Busan. It's got yeah. the bay or the the, yeah. the ocean. It's got the beaches. It's a little more quiet. Mm-hmm. But it, but it, like he says, outside of the beaches, it's another typical Korean city with millions of people and mm. and just mm. you know all those small roads and traffic jams and that's the part I can't handle. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah, but I guess they both got their upsides and downsides. Like I I don't understand how everybody wants to go to Seoul to live over here. All the young kids they want to go to Seoul. Yeah. I almost I almost <laughs> went to Seoul. I <laughs> yeah. was almost. Oh, it was just the natural. Mm. It was it was the natural move. My 
buddy who I was supposed to come with was, hey, come on, let's go. We're going we're gonna to live in a penthouse, bro. Imagine how <laughs> insignificant you'd be in Seoul. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... It's just, it, it never, the options are, uh, there's too many. Like, it's whenever you want to party, whatever you want to do, it's always going to be there. And I don't like, I don't know, I'd rather be on the other side of it where, but oh, there's something to do, let's do that. You're same as here, I mean, we're, do KTX go to Poland? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So you're a straight shot north, oh, yeah. and I mean, you can get, you got the beaches, same here. The beaches, KTX. mountains, forests, KTX, everything's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to live in those places, you can go fairly quickly. And so. if you're, <clears throat> if you feel like, uh, culture shot or that you're missing home you said you have the pohang the, the american marines are over there yeah, yeah yeah do you hang out with them often oh yeah well um these days not so much corona and stuff like that but uh i go out to the bar every every weekend and on base no they in come town? they come into town did you ever meet a guy named mukta mukta yeah it doesn't sound <laughs> remember when we played in that uh that baseball tournament yeah it was a just a, a weekend baseball tournament <laughs> did softball in pohang do you remember craig white craig I forget his name. He, I think he's every expat in Korea. I think he's the the guy who made that. But he did the he did the softball tournament yeah. over, and we yeah yeah we entered a team from Ulsan, and it was drunk guys from Saturday night and <laughs> some girls, <laughs> and we showed up, man. And we had to play the we play or the Poong Marine guys were they they entered their own team, and it was like eight John Cena's. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. And dude, yeah. there was these guys that were jacked, but I remember Even the it, women. The women would have been the best player on our team by a, by a mile. I mean, they were pro softball players, man. Oh, they were just just massive. I remember this guy. They do a lot of push-ups. Yeah. Marines. This yeah. guy was smoking a cigar, dude, the size of my arm. <laughs> and he, uh, so we were waiting for our next game, just kind of sitting uh, behind third base. And he was standing in front of us. Dude, someone <laughs> drove a ball. Did I tell this story already? No, someone, but I remember it. <laughs> someone drove a ball and it was going to kill someone on our team. <laughs> And this guy, like, smoking, dude, he's smoking this huge cigar. He just sticks his massive paw out and just grabs it. And everyone's just like... Bare hands, a line yeah. drive. Everyone just, like, like a, 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 a sigh of relief. Dude, and then he looks at us and goes, I swear to God, he goes, Mukta, catch ball. What? <laughs> holy shit. Dude, less less than, like, five minutes later, he was up to bat, and he cranked a fucking, the, the longest homer I've ever seen. He beat the, he beat the stitch. Yeah, we were hoping to him. knock him over the outfielder's heads, but these guys were knocking him into Gyeongju. Like, it was, oh it was, my God. It was 15 John Cena's men on a team. We went with one bat. <laughs> Those guys showed up, and they must have had 20 bats. Oh, yeah. And, like, half of them have their own bats. Oh, man. It's, yeah. it's a different life. It's no. like we're smoking. Do you ever go on base? Do you do you know all that stuff? Uh, yeah, I can't, I I can't get no... on base, but I go out to the gates and meet my buds. And, yeah. You can't get on base? No. Uh, even with a military buddy? Uh, no. What about the ones up in up around Seoul and uh, Gyeonggi? Because they got that they have all the American restaurants and everything. I thought you can go on there and buy chewing tobacco and American booze and deodorant and I've been I've been up to Camp Walker yeah. in Daegu and you can get sponsored on there. But I tried to go into the commissary, and they wouldn't let me into the commissary without a military ID. But you can go into the shopette. Uh, shopette's like a little GS25 or whatnot. You can buy stuff from there. Uh-huh. Um, well, I think your buddy can buy stuff. You can't buy stuff without showing your ID. Oh, yeah. uh, anyways, they wouldn't even let me into the supermarket without without showing an ID. No shit. Sure. But no, I've been up to Walker a few times. Um, just, you know, buying stuff from the military boys and stuff hmm. like that. Is, uh, you said you were in the military for a while. Yeah, six Would years. Would you ever, after yeah. seeing 
these guys and what they do here and stuff and being here and being close to it, would you ever consider, has that ever popped into your mind to join the army again or no? Yeah. Yeah, actually. It was always the backup plan. You really? Know? But uh, I've been, I'm getting up there now. Uh, I'm 40 this year. So, but according to my recruiter, well, a recruiter, I'm still eligible. <laughs> 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 you know, that, that Space Force, though, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Space Force, right. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the future. And, uh, those space boys, you know, they probably got the easy setup and easy <laughs> government money. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to do too many two-mile long runs up there in space or nothing like that. So. <laughs> oh, dude, they're going to strap you to the treadmill. I've seen that shit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I did think about that, but, um, you know, I'm are you, happy, way are you happy where you are? Yeah. No, yeah, no. so far so good. Tell us about the nine. Yeah, the nine pension. Um, we're Hanok-style pensions, the traditional Korean style out there in it's a beautiful place yeah yeah um that's a those are things i dream about man (laughs) how did it come about well the uh parents-in-law were looking for something to do um kind of they i gotta take notes because i want to propose this to my (laughs) in-laws yeah they you know they were just looking for something to set up uh future for the kids the grandkids and everything like that so they said well we got some money let's uh let's uh team up build a pension that's something you guys designed, built. It wasn't. Uh... Well, uh, the way it came up was. Um... Isn't there a general contractor that makes those yeah. particular ones around there? Yeah, we found we found the guy that does that, and in Gyeongju, he's kind of like the the pension king. He's built. A, well, I don't want to say pension king. There's a lot of pensions out there. He's set up his whole family, like his brothers, his sisters, aunts, uncles. Every he's built pensions for his whole family, like mm. all around the city, and they're all the same. <laughs> they're all Hanok style. They all yeah. they all look the same. So there's big government mm. subsidies for building Hano, traditional, Hano, traditional ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, he we teamed up with uh, I don't know. We call him the Blue Man because he always wears a blue shirt. <laughs> 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 he's, he's he's the pension king's uh, nephew, and uh, we we went in on a rice paddy. Does he know the Lion King? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did, these are just my nicknames yeah. for them. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. them, though, because it sounds like somewhere in Florida. The pension king and the blue-shirted nephew. I, and dude, he's, yeah. he's got the pension king. He's got uh, he's got a commercial on local TV. Like, you looking for a pension? <laughs> yeah. He's got um, a hands full of diamond rings and shit. Just a swindler. He <laughs> just kind of liked it if you get the... If, yeah. Pension blows over after a week. Yeah. The Hoover Dam of pension builders. Anyways, keep going. I'm done. Um, yeah. Where was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue shirt. Yeah. So we teamed up with this other guy, and we bought a rice paddy, and um, it was zoned. We could rezone it for, you know, pension. How hard was that? Um, I don't know. I didn't do any of that. That seems... <laughs> oh, dude. You, you yeah. either have to know the right guy or be in the right place at the right at, time. Yeah. The at green belt stuff and the agriculture yeah. zoning is... But at home, it seems like even if you had one plot of land, like to sever that plot is like years of work and red tape and oh it's not lots of it's not easy here it's, it's got to be hard Mom, mom's looked into a lot of these things and even even with a farmer like getting them changed from a green belt to residential or even agriculture to residential it's not easy mm. you yeah. got to know the right guys you got to yeah. bring that box of fruit or whatever you got yeah. at the lote pick with them yeah <laughs> um actually i've seen it i've seen it a few times and you can you can sort of see where it's going uh you can see okay there's a few businesses out over here and the more businesses that come you have a lot more commercial uh, yeah commercial residents so we have a farm in um in pohang too out in jamyongri 
And uh, the whole area of Jamyeongri, like five years ago, was all rice paddies. But then all of a sudden, the restaurants and coffee shops, and now we have apartment buildings out there, more and more of these rice paddies are being sold and, and turned into businesses mm. uh, like that. But yeah, it's all about who you know. And um, the Pension King guy, he knows he knows <laughs> all the people in City Hall. He can put through all your permits and everything like that. So you, you don't need a lawyer. You just yeah, go that's through what him. Need to know. <laughs> but I kind of don't like it because I get this feeling that he's kind of, you know, giving it to us like we're paying much more for than what, what we should yeah. be instead of like if we're doing it ourselves yeah. i'm always the guy like oh, i don't have to pay extra for that i'll, I'll just do it myself yeah. but he makes everything unless it's fixing a pot light yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that didn't then it cost cost me triple. Money. <laughs> hey we'll get to that one later yeah so anyways uh he, he takes care of all the permits and he he gave us some uh good ideas where to buy and so we built four houses, and uh, the blue man, he took two of them, and we took two of them, mm. and um, we're like exactly the same, but just under two different management styles. Mm. So it's one plot of land with four mm. houses? Yep. We got two over here, and he's got two over there. And uh, You just mean two buildings? Yeah, two buildings. Uh, we're called the nine, because we have nine rooms, uh -huh. and... Um, we got we got four couple rooms, three family rooms, and and two group rooms, and yeah, it's it's a good time to come out there for everybody. So was that how? I mean, family and finances don't always go together. Um, how do you and man, it plays out in Korea every day, uh, where they're fighting over who's going to get what, and the traditional parents want to give it all to the first son. Um, the guy's got mm. seven sisters who say, hey, 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 no way, buddy. Mm. Um, and now it's it's changing so much. What was it like getting everyone together? Did everyone say, okay, let's all just do a third each or a quarter each, the three sisters and mom and dad? Or how do you... Yeah, well, these guys, they got their fingers in a lot of pies, so to say. <laughs> the <laughs> the Go-Clan? Yeah, the Go-Clan. Yeah. So the the pension's only one side of thing. There's buildings and businesses on uh, around, and um, everybody's got their their own building, <laughs> so to say. Cool. Thankfully, Sujin, my wife, she's got the pension, so nice. that's the one I ah, want. Ah, that's yeah. ah, okay. Cool. Yeah, that's the one I want. <laughs> the other ones, they can have the the buildings on the city, but who knows? I think those city buildings might be worth more. <laughs> yeah. But when you go about uh, like maintenance and stuff, I see you out there working all the time and mm. saying, I, I'd love to, you know, to work with your hands, get dirty, use a skill saw, mm. chop some wood, yeah, build the fence, yeah. um, even catching the snakes and frogs and mm. killing the bees. And I mean, that's what you do at home. That's what a that's what a man does at home. I mean, yeah. When you got a house and you got to take care outside. Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, did that, I, I, does that factor into getting it? Like, okay, we think Dustin's pretty good and he can, this would really help. He would be suited well to take care of this property or, um, because if it was, uh, nuclear energy, no, Nick, yeah, Nick yeah, there, yeah, he wouldn't be able he'd to be it. paying you to come out and fix everything. <laughs> I think, um, these guys, they have a real good business, uh, head on their shoulders. And, uh, the idea was to, to build it and make it successful and then flip it and um you know i i think that's the plan but we're looking at expanding to to more pensions at, at the moment right now cool man so in gyeongju or sorry? yeah yeah in, in gyeongju um but you know there's a lot that goes in there right now everybody's building pensions and you know yeah. the economy's not so good and, and mm. all, all of that stuff so yeah. Yeah. Who takes the majority of the responsibility out there? Like, do you does father in law 
kind of manage everything, or does your wife or mother-in-law? Mother-in-law. But so, anything physical, you say, okay, yeah, I'll get her done. Um, so the sisters, they're really good at the management, the online management, managing the phones, making the um, operation run smoothly. Mm. Mother-in-law, she's like the the daily operations manager. She's at the pension every day, making sure you know, everything gets done. And yeah. then preparing I'm, rooms and yeah, yeah. I'm like the janitor slash maintenance man. <laughs> that's, hey, that's that's exactly where you want to be, man. Yeah. So everybody's got their um, responsibilities, and it, it works well for for everybody. What's the guests' reactions to the hostess with the mostess doing <laughs> doing the the chest thumping cannonballs into the pool and <laughs> shotgun and beers and sung up cell parties for uh, everyone? You know that's what separates our pension from uh, <laughs> other pensions out there. There's not too many white guys out there. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I keep saying that term, white guys. Uh, <laughs> there's not too many foreigners <laughs> out there, and uh, it. Like it's oh we have American American style American style mm-hmm. and, you know I'll go around there and I'll, I'll bring out the the uh, American beers and I'll put, give them some beer I'll mm. sh- shoot shoot them some whiskey and uh, you people know, are pretty receptive yeah. to the and it, that's what Brian was asking do you think they come back again or do you think they go holy oh, sure. shit that guy's crazy no, we're going no, next no, door no, to blue shirts I thought it customers <laughs> like one time we had like uh, a guy come out four weekends in a row. And just bring out different friends <laughs> yeah. to come hang out. And yeah. every every weekend he'd come out there, we'd you know barbecue together, That's, drink together. And, I, and I would assume like that. that was the that was the uh, that was the case. But I I don't know. I can just see maybe a young couple went out there, and you're trying to get the husband all, nah. all banged up. But he's... no, I, I I don't interfere too much in the business. But if they want to interact, do you catch any flack from mom for being too jovial or? Uh, yeah, there was one time. Um, we were on the the TV show Nahonja Sonda. Nahonja Sonda? Yeah, I live alone, and I was drinking all day. <laughs> <laughs> we've and, seen, yeah, we've seen buddies from yeah. here that were on the TV show who weren't drinking all day. They, in the spin they put on it, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there was a Sam Sam D. You guys know that guy? He's a, he's a rapper. Uh, Salmon Rusty. I know the slippers. <laughs> yeah. No, the, there, there's a Korean guy, Sam D. Simon Dominic. That's his name. Uh, he was out there. He put on a concert and a little hip hop show out of the pension. And you know, I'm shoot. It's 11 p.m. by this time. I started drinking one. <laughs> so yeah. I I get a little bit loud and rowdy, and I'm having a good time. Yeah. And production. Can crews, we say that's a little bit American? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> American style. <laughs> American style. Yep. Yeah. Production crew is telling me to quiet down, and my mother-in-law, she's telling me to quiet down. I'm like, woo, let's go, <laughs> Just party. revving the engine in the fucking <laughs> yeah. Ford Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it, it was a good time, and, um, you know, the, they knew who I was, and I knew who they were, so, uh. yeah, we, we had fun. That's all right. But I think that that's the only time I got over, overdid it. But, <laughs> but it, you know, in the, I find in the moment, you know the the mom mm. might be pissed, but that's something that you guys look back on and probably laugh about. Like, oh, yeah, remember the time man. Dustin got shit faced and ruined the concert? <laughs> 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 yeah. Simon D spiraled out of control after that. <laughs> just mm-hmm. you know, imagine working up to that concert. He was having a bad time. He's like, if I could just get this one good concert out, I'll be back on track. <laughs> you fucking zero. Any 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 memories of horrible guests or or great guests out there or you know you 
<laughs> Simon any, D. Any, any horror stories? <laughs> Simon D was a fuzzkill. No, that, that was that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that show. Um, you know, it's it's the same as any business, I suppose. You have your good customers and your bad customers, and people come out there to have a good time. And um, so there's no means, one renting a pension that's pissed off. Like, well, yeah. you know, you get a lot of soju in there, and a lot of different guests, and mm. sometimes the guests don't interact with, well with each other. Last summer, something like that, we had a bunch of young boys, young Marine boys out there, and they got they got shit faced. Americans. And, no, no, Koreans, okay. Korean Marines, yeah. or Korean Army, I don't know. Anyways, they, they got they got ship-faced, and, which, which is good. We want them to have a good time, but they started, like, harassing the girls and, you know, trying to go into the rooms and stuff like that, oh, and no. I, had to, I had to put a kibosh American on that. American style. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, hey, get down here, you know, take care of your friends, get out of here. It turned into a little bit of a yellow match, but. So are, are you out there every weekend? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Well, maybe that's a good transition to do... Uh, Janitor, and, security... And, and, ju- and Judo Master. I want to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> where you, where yeah. you, did, you have to, did you have to bust out the Judo skills on those? Uh, not out there, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no. We, we want to keep that one peaceful. Did you put on your black belt after 11 p.m. then? <laughs> security. Yeah, Korea was cool because... Uh, all of the martial arts out here, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I've so far out here. I've taken uh, judo and hapkido, mm-hmm. and I did a little bit of jujitsu uh, too. It's just so prevalent out here, much more than it is than what right. I saw back stateside. Um, I, I think stateside it's coming more and more. Absolutely. With the UFC and yeah, MMA yeah. and yeah. jujitsu, but <clears throat> over here it's just so easy. What did you find to be the most uh, practical? I mean, like something that you could use outside of the outside of the gym. Um, well, I I don't want to say it was a certain discipline, so to say, but there's a something called knockbop, knock knockbop, knockbop, and it's knowing how to Is fall. Knockchibokum. Knockchibokum. But it's knowing how to fall and without hurting yourself, and knowing knockbop. Knockbop or whatever it is <laughs> uh, has saved my life on countless occasions. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you Probably know, especially being a big dude. Yeah. Um, so this gets into riding motorcycles too. Um, I got into a motorcycle accident uh-huh. and I ended up flying over a Matisse. <laughs> and I just judo rolled right out of it. Man. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was going on, but uh, I had my helmet on, but it wasn't strapped on. Yeah. It was just like sitting on my head. But this roll was so perfect that the helmet <laughs> didn't fall off my head, man. Yeah. And I'm up there. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm up there banging on the lady's window like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she doesn't even know what's going on, what what happened. Yeah. And I'm already at her car like asking, why the hell did you turn like that right in front of me? Yeah. No, <laughs> and, no. You know, so. Um, I always imagined. I used to drive a bike too until mm. I had an accident. Did you sell the bike after the accident? No, I still got it. No, you crazy man. Yep. Yeah. yep. I paid five hundred bucks. Got new show bars. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I always imagined in my head like if I got hit, I would just kind of do the same thing, mm. dive and do some sort of ninja roll and just roll right over. But mm. that's not how it happened. <laughs> not in my case. So but. so doing judo and hapkido, you do a lot of somersaults, you do a lot of rolling, you jump up and fall down mm. uh, a lot, and it just becomes instinct. You don't even yeah. know it happens. You just do it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> there, there was another time, I like to tell this story, uh, we're walking back from the fireworks festival, um, along the sidewalk and I don't know there's a big group of us but I'm sitting there talking holding my beer 
and I hit a pothole or something like that, and I don't see it, and I ended up doing a front flip or a front roll <laughs> and ended up back on my feet. Didn't spill a drop. Didn't spill a beer. <laughs> and I, I don't know what happened. I just, you know, was out of it a little bit. And everybody's like, whoa, that was so awesome. How'd you do that? I'm like, what happened? <laughs> like you fell and then you just somersaulted and then you're back up on your feet. That would have went viral, man. You need to do uh, uh, We were at an ACDC concert in Thunder Bay at the Gardens. <laughs> Thunder Bay? Or Winnipeg? Anyway, one of them. And... Somebody was just drunk off their rocker, and he was going down to go to the bathroom with a beer in his hand, and he fell on the first stair, and he flew all the way down. And he got to the bottom, and he, he's bouncing off, like he flew down on his back, and he's bouncing all the way down. And he gets to the bottom, and he goes, yeah! And he's still got his full beer in his hand. Everyone starts cheering for him, and like, how the hell didn't that guy drop that all the way down there? And then That's it was, fantastic. Yeah, impressive. Yeah. Do you still train these days? No, no time. No, yeah, yeah. just my done. Full. You got a young daughter, correct? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's two and a half. Hannah J. Hannah J. Yeah. Is that the is that J part of the real name? Yeah, yeah. It's after my grandma. Her name is Grandma J. Grandma so, J. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we named her Hannah J. Nice. Namesake. Any mm. more Hannah J's coming? Oh, you know, if the gods are good, maybe if the gods are willing, we'll, we'll see. But you know, one's enough and. We like to travel, you know, once, twice a year we, we get out. Now instead of, it used to be I'd travel just one plane ticket. Now it was, Then it was two, and now That's it's three. <laughs> so, oh, dude, it's not cheap, eh? Yeah. <clears throat> Flying back home. But you say, it's funny you say Hannah. I got my niece, uh, my niece is named Hannah. And mm. I, uh, one student I teach, I made her Korean or her English name Hannah. Mm. Um, and she owns a restaurant. And I was asking her about interesting experiences she has or that she's witnessed you know, uh, with good guests and bad guests and same, uh, same questions we're asking you, but she said, uh, <clears throat> during, I, th- I think it was Chusok last Chusok, there was a family gathering and there was like the, the daughter-in-law and the son and they started fighting. And by the end of it, I think it was the, the mother-in-law fighting the, fighting the daughter-in-law in like in the big grass patch in front of their in front of the restaurant he said the whole every all the all the guests that were eating had stopped and kind of watching the the live ufc out the out the window man can you imagine that's always great you know um well well just (laughs) i've been at a few restaurants where i've gotten some front row entertainment just like that you know absolutely a couple a couple people come in sauced and <laughs> it's uh it's interesting here i i rarely see it come to come to blows i i haven't seen blows much at all but man the the yelling matches are are quite common <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges you faced as a father here in korea as an expat father multicultural daughter hybrid daughter oh, what uh tell us what are some of your concerns what are what are some <clears throat> things you're most proud of what are uh, some of the challenges you face well we're still pretty it's pretty new into this thing and so far, there hasn't been really too many challenges, so to say. Yeah. She's in Orin, Egypt? Yeah, yeah. She goes to a little school uh, at the apartment. I think it's kind of uh, a benefit having, uh, I call it mixed. <laughs> yeah. Half, half, bon, we, bon. We, 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 <laughs> yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we interviewed a, a kid here, Michael Daniel Pope, a few weeks ago. And I just started saying, you know, in the interview, I was saying half kid, half kid. And I was like, maybe you corrected me like it's it's multicultural or a hybrid or yeah i don't know if it's offensive to them but i think we're all 
half something. No. <laughs> yeah. You're, what, what are you? Sure, are you a full-bred Montanian? Uh, no. Like, what I is the? You know, I got a little bit German, Russian, Polish in me. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's some, a, some native too. That's what people yeah. don't realize back home. I mean, we we come, we're we're all mixed. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as as for the negative things, I haven't really seen anything. But the positive thing is, Hannah's she's learning their languages. Excellent. Awesome. Um, yeah, she's she can talk to me in English and go right to talk to my wife in Korean. My do wife you guys will, do two languages at home? Well, mostly only one, only English. Yeah, yeah. And then everywhere else she gets, Korean, she gets to yeah. Korean. Yeah. But my wife will say something to her in Korean, like, go tell daddy to do this. And then Hannah will turn around and tell me in English the same awesome, thing yeah. that the wife just told her. Yeah, it's fun to watch. And it's it's a benefit at the Yuchiwan or Rennie Jeep or kindergarten, whatever it She's is. She's teaching classes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's sitting there playing in English, talking in English. Oh, this is orange, this is blue, you know. And the kids are repeating English after her. It's cool. So huh? I'm hoping she's going to be a moneymaker <laughs> for me. Bring your friends, Anna Jay, you know, we'll, we'll teach them English too. <laughs> so that's, that's the plan. It's cool. But even now, I live in a little bit bigger complex and there's, a lot, or there's actually two other... Uh, half hybrid kids <laughs> and uh and even i mean there, there's lots of korean kids in and out of there and they all play in a big group and mm. i don't know my son's going into grade two mm-hmm. but i don't even know if kids realize or sometimes they ask like, i i still hey, wonder when it's gonna why, hit why is your dad your dad's bald the guy's from canada <laughs> why is your last name you know when they read the chusok you know jiro lametto mm. why why is your name like this oh, dad's from canada and mm. i i don't know if he's not consciously he knows but i don't know if that bothers him yet or, or what i think we all hope that that the globalization of korea and, and the world is is going to make it easier for our kids i know the ones who've gone before them have had a lots of them have had a pretty tough go mm. um but i think and it seems it seems like they're all kind of the same right I they mean, gotta grow thick skin but i think in the end i mean as long as it's not overly too- overly <laughs> damaging mm. i think it'll just make them stronger right mm. it's at, not, at, uh, the benefit is that um, how old is hannah three yeah uh, yeah almost we're kind of this well, i don't want to say second wave but second wave of, of probably a lot of mm. expat or, or multicultural kids that are that are coming through visible minorities i mean lots of the chinese koreans and vietnamese yeah. koreans you can't you mm. can't tell unless they speak or you you hear mom or something but yeah our kids are obviously i mean they're they're they look different mm-hmm visually so i think we're at a benefit where there has been kids go before them and that i mean teachers parents families they've all been traveling more it's a much more global korea than it was 10 years ago mm-hmm. and i think that'll be a huge benefit for our kids and hopefully it won't be as mm-hmm. i i want them to have a, a bit of a rough go but i just like they say around grade six my girl's here all the time and so i'm sure same Oh, Yippuda, Yippuda, Gongju, Gongju. I mean, nobody ever called me handsome or prince when I was a, a kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. get it nonstop everywhere you go, like the elevator every day. Like, I, I wonder what kind of what that does to them. To but yeah, but hold on, that's maybe you're making the, a wrong assumption that they don't do that to other Korean kids too. That it's only your kids. Maybe everyone's getting that. They don't. Well, you don't have Korean kids that you're around all the time. Maybe if you're in an elevator and. I don't know. Maybe so, they don't do it in front of foreigners. <laughs> we, we ride the elevator with the kids every day. They always go, "Oh, you're so pretty." And no, like, that's good. But I mean, maybe they do it to other Korean kids yeah. too. To young, I, I can see uh, the difference between the two because Hannah, she's got a cousin that's six months older than her, and she's one hundred percent Korean. 
and people just push her aside and let me take well, a picture with the half kid. <laughs> there's there's differences between how Hannah's treated and how sure. uh, the cousins treated, and they'll tell they'll tell Hannah she's pretty or, or sorry, not pretty, beautiful or you know. Uh, something like that, but mm. they'll tell Rudy, "Oh, you're cute." Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, in Korea, and because I, everybody's yeah. cute, that's the default, yeah. right? Oh, kyopta, okay. kyopta, kyopta. Yeah, so you know, to me, it makes no difference. But I'm just a guy who doesn't pay attention to that sort of thing, anyways. Yeah. But to the difference between my wife and her sister, there's kind of a little rivalry there. No, like, okay. <laughs> uh, Mom said beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> their choice of words today. <laughs> yeah, Hannah always gets all the attention, but you know, Rudy. <laughs> she's kind of uh, riding shotgun but you know she may really makes up for it in her own way because she's so charismatic but uh, that's the thing man everyone's got their their yeah. their strengths and, and weaknesses and yeah I, I like it because Hannah's really shy she, like she don't she doesn't want to talk to anybody or like mm. avoid strangers and stuff I kind of like that yeah. you know uh, but really she's the complete opposite she'll go out there and put on a show for somebody who just walked in the elevator <laughs> <laughs> you know so she's making it up on her own and yeah. Hannah, like she doesn't want the attention but she's still getting it too so these kids they'll figure out their way in the world it's theirs to live <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. You you said that perfectly. I think this is something dude, we go back and forth all the time. Should we do this? Should we do that? And I just, I don't know. More and more every day, I think we gotta provide a, a house for him. We give him food, mm. some direction, some guidance, and then man, it's a new world. It's not the world we grew up in. How mm. who are we to, who are we to to dictate? To say you shouldn't spend eight hours a day on your iPad. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, but all that. But that's the dad. It's a new world. I heard it on your podcast. No, 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 no. But it's. I mean, but that's part of the guidance and stuff. And you can tell them from your experience. Yeah. But again, if they wanna, if they choose to use the iPad for eight hours a day, then that's you're not gonna lock them in jail, man. What? No, you know what I mean. And you, and you can't control it. Like they're whether they do it in front of you you can't watch them all the time you just gotta hope that they they heed your advice if not i mean you don't <clears throat> for any shortcomings in your life you don't turn around and say mom what the hell like why didn't you let me play volleyball volleyball is a, a sport that plays or that pays well in korea you know i could have been a volleyball super i could have been famous mom like you don't blame your parents for any thing that you're lacking in your life so i don't think they will either as long as you're putting a, an honest effort into to raising your kids, I think it'll be fine. I've seen it work both sides. Mm. Um, there's a family I, I teach, both the son and the daughter. They spend a lot of time in front of the screen. And uh, the son, he's he's second grade university now. I've taught him since he was first grade middle school. Mm. And he's just become like a bump on the log. Like, <laughs> he just sits in his room and plays League of Legends all day long. Like, yeah, uh, that's wild. Uh, he doesn't want to go out and, you know, get a job or do anything. I Well, he he works for his mom part-time. Mm. She's, she's a dentist or something like that. So mm. he, he gets out, but he doesn't inspire to be too much. But that's, that, yeah. before you go on to the next one, I, I think that's the part of it. Like, you're not going to take it away, but who's paying the bills for that stuff? Mm. Who's upgrading? Who's buying the new one? Who's giving them the money to buy the tokens to get the the better defense strategy or whatever they got to do in those games? Mm. Nate knows all about it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think defense strategy. What I meant, I meant like armor or something. But yeah. anyways, like that. That's I think where it cuts off. Like, okay, you can you can play, but now you got to pay. Mm. So you better go get a job so you can pay. Oh yeah, they don't do that over here. It's always, so if you keep if you keep enabling if you keep enabling all that, then I think that's not the proper guidance. Mm. It just it's got to be in, it's got to be balanced. 
You, you can do the games. You can do that. It's just got to be balanced. You also got to work hard. You got to study hard, play hard, part, like whatever. Everything. It's got to have balance like to it. So on the opposite side of that uh, is a sister. The sister's a couple years younger than her, and I've taught her for about the same time. Now, she spends a lot of time in front of the computer, too, but she's on her drawing tablet, and she's turning into a graphic Graf artist. artist yeah. And mm. she's, uh, she makes awesome artwork. On, on the computer. I've asked her to design a few logos for me, stuff like that. She she does fantastic. I, that, that's the thing. I think you got to channel there. Nine, do you want your nine like this? Or yeah. do you want a little ten <laughs> on the bottom? <laughs> or do you want it backwards because that's how Koreans do them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> the backwards. Is yours, yours is the right way? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Ours is the, um, the backwards nine? What the hell is this? <laughs> the, yeah. It's a P. <laughs> and I asked him, like, when did you, when did you learn this? Mm. Uh, I know your teacher didn't teach this. When mm. did you just say, Screw it, teacher. I'm doing it my way. Anyways, yeah, I, I think that's where the guidance comes in, and you gotta if you can channel them into the right areas of the computer. Of the, I mean, if they're doing uh, the I fantasy think... investing or whatever, and they're no problem. Look at your stocks all day if you're doing fantasy investing um, and, and stuff like that. That's one thing. Graphic design and you know coding and no problem. But League of Legends for two, three, four, five hours is is not okay. But just teach him that League of Legends is a, like you said, it, it's a good it's a good release. But what do you? I got psycho neighbors upstairs. One of my theories is that the kid is just severely addicted to games, and the dad just goes in and catches them playing games and just flips out all the time. <laughs> what they do, you know what? They have lots of uh, lots of kind of stops or safety nets put in here for the games. You know, like after you play one session, it says. It'll flash on your screen like you've been playing thirty minutes. You've been playing oh, one yeah. hour. If you log in, hey, with I'm gonna play twenty four hours. Stop <laughs> popping up. <laughs> yeah. No, but the if you're a kid, like you have to log into the games with your ID, yeah. Mm. And if you're under a certain age, like you get cut off at ten p.m. Mm. Hmm. Which is, I, I mean, which is. I think I saw something like that at the PC bong. Yeah. Like Interesting. Oh, those are great. I love the PC bongs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I never understood. What's the St still. Uh, I I go and we do like the battle royale Starcraft stuff like me and my friends. Yeah. When I when yeah. I went What's way back when they were just hot boxed. I mean they were gross man smoking yeah, and running yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. and. What's the difference between going, just doing it there and doing it in your house? Why would you pay for? It? Is it like a more comfy chair, better computer? Uh, well, better like they have huge screens, like huge gaming screens, okay, okay. and um, it depends where you go, obviously, but it's it's kind of like. Um, an experience yeah, like yeah. um they got restaurants like and you can just order food from your computer and they'll bring it right up to you and you can uh, go there with all your friends and everything's all set up ready to go cool. you just log in you you play your little online games with your friends right there and i think that's one benefit or something i really like about mm -hmm. living in korea and it's kind of you have to adapt to it right like mm. you in your house you can't have you know growing up you got 50 different board games or you have all mm. the you know, each person in your house has a TV. You got all the different mm. Nintendos and this and that. Here, you can't really fill your house up with too much shit. Oh yeah. Unless you got a pension with nine rooms, man. You can't. Uh, <laughs> you can't have all those board games. But in the, what I like about it, you can go rent a board game room for for an hour or mm. two. Sit down. You're in a new space. You're in a new environment. And that's mm. like you said. It's the experience that they're that they're selling more than anything. You've made your way here as a teacher. It must have been quite a contrast from being the manager or whatever at the company you were talking about. Mm. So I'm sure you didn't know anything about teaching when you came here, um, <laughs> except for well, what your Koreatown taught you there. Yes and no. Uh, I was uh, a site trainer, and yeah. I taught adult, adults. 
how to do their jobs, new hire, new okay. hires how to do their jobs. Cool. But teaching adults how to do their jobs in English is way different from teaching the little kids <laughs> who don't speak any English. Absolutely. So, so you, you were at a pretty prominent high school there for what the last ten years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about your teaching experience and where you've come from. I mean, I we we reflect all the time and think, wow, mm. I thought I knew everything ten years ago, but mm. I'm such a better teacher now, and just experience after experience adding up, and, and it's made me much more well-rounded instructor what about for you and, yeah. and tell us a little about your school and the, and the special kids or, or whatever that went there all right well i'll start at the very beginning i came over here i was at a hogwan and um it, was, it wasn't very good hogwan it was it was actually one of those hell stories <laughs> you know everybody has when, when they come over here yeah i had to like you know not show up for a little bit until they did give me my money <laughs> you know as soon as yeah. you don't show up for classes they're on the phone all right come in i'll get you your money right now <laughs> type deal you know culture shock uh, it was kind of funny I, I told you about that house i lived in seattle and then they bring me over here they said you know housing's provided i i don't know what to expect and <laughs> they give me another room house. in a bucket <laughs> yeah it was a one room with a dude that's already living there, but <laughs> the one room was the size of my bathroom yeah. back, back home, right? <laughs> and there's already another dude in there, <laughs> and I got to sleep on a, a four-foot couch. Well, I'm a six-foot guy, <laughs> you know? So I was, was going to say, one of the parts of me moving over here was, I used to crush my head on so many door frames. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some reason, the bathroom <laughs> doors are only like five feet tall. The house, the normal doors are six feet, and then just the bathroom door is always five feet. Yeah. And you crush your head on over here, all right. the time. Yeah, I think I got a couple nicks in my head from the, the street signs and stuff like Even that. Even coming in your building, the stairwell. <laughs> oh, You'll get crushed on the stairwell walking out here because it's so low. And yeah. it's got that little light, too, that they conveniently placed on the thing. But anyways, yeah. You're, you kick uh, them out? What? The guys? Oh, um, actually, I didn't show up again to work until I had my own place, and she took me to a love motel that night. She didn't come in with me. <laughs> she just said... Since, Hold since on, that, I, was, that was your first place here? Well, my first place was the one room for a couple months, and then until like, every night she's like, okay, I'm working on it, I'm working on it, working yeah, on it, until yeah. I heard that too much, and then... I was like, okay, I'm not coming to work until I got my own place. Yeah. Then, weren't, weren't you scared? I mean, I think for a lot of new teachers, they always hear and you say, what should I do online? Everyone gives you all this advice. And you're like, but they might blacklist me. They might, you nah. know, cancel my visa. I might. People always talk about how to do that, right? But I never heard too many stories of people actually doing it or going to the labor board or not showing up. No, because I think this lady, if. She would have went there. I would have had a stronger case. Well, you know, where's my pay stubs? Where's my where's my money? You know, she just gave me money in an envelope. I feel like a gangster every month. You know, walking Usually home a, with a couple of mil in your pocket. Yeah, or? but no. I th thankfully I met a good group of guys early on. My first week here, I met some long term veterans. They've been here for like ten years and stuff like that. And they said, "Look, man, you're in a shitty job right now. Your life sucks, but don't base your whole time in Korea on this one." shitty job yeah. and monday through friday one to nine that shit sucked <laughs> but sat uh friday night saturday sunday that was awesome no, 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 no. <laughs> you know we're out you know eating and drinking all night long partying on the beach big yeah. bonfires we're, we're living it up having a good time and as soon as that first year contract was done i was out of there and i mm. went and you know found a decent job mm. and yeah two years turned into four and four turned into eight anyways 
you want to get to the high school. Mm. I kept my ear to the ground, and you know, just by talking to people and knowing people, you find when places and jobs are opening up. That's how it works down here too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially pretty small city. Everyone's connected. Everyone knows if you got a good reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, actually, the way I got into my job is kind of. Um, is good for me, unfortunate for my buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he he introduced me uh, to the job. There was one position opening up in the district, and um, he introduced it to me and our mutual friend, uh, Greg, and we both applied for the job, and both Greg and I got hired. But Greg got for the middle school, and I replaced <laughs> my buddy who introduced me uh, to oh, the no. job. <laughs> Uh, he wasn't he wasn't fitting in well with the school, you know, button heads and everything like okay, that. Okay. So uh, did he know that when he introduced you? No, he thought I, he was in oh, us for the middle school job, and oh, you ended yeah. up replacing him. Yeah, I ended up replacing <laughs> him, but it ended up working out well for him because he moved uh, to a company gig, and he liked he liked the company gig. Good. Huh. So it it all ended up working well. But yeah. I felt I felt really bad like sure. when I got the contract offer. It's like, oh, you're working over at the technical high school. Well, the technical that's your job. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> he'd he'd get in full on arguments Tough. with the with teachers and Tough stuff spot. like that. Yeah, um, the technical high school was cool. Um, it was the Pasco Technical High School, and um, it's a Meister school. So the Pochelgongo. Pohang J. Chow Technical High School. Mm. Kids come from all over the country to study there. And if you are in, like, I think either the top 10 or 20% of your graduating class, you're automatically awarded a job at POSCO. Wow. Straight out of high school. Like, oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So you don't even have to go to university. You just got a, a pretty good company job. Bomb 18 because they want yeah. to train you and do and mold you how they want oh. that's awesome yeah what attracts them to the high school like from all over the country who what kind of kids are going there uh, the kids who want to work at Bosco yeah. <laughs> these kids well, we, I mean these... we, we have the science high school here so it attracts mm-hmm. a lot of high school science you know proficient students in the in the area but is that most of them are going into engineering engineering and metalworking and uh, yeah we have a there was a nice shop class over there, I wish I could have got in there, but they wouldn't let me anywhere. <laughs> but, that, but that's what I wonder. Like some of the kids that yeah. are really proficient in, in math and sciences aren't so handy with their hands or in the shop or what. Mm-hmm. So is that an, an alternative for other style of learning kids also or no? Well, J. Charles got two high schools. They got the technical high school for the hands-on learners, and then they got the regular high school, okay. uh, which is the one I just came from. Um, and those guys are the, the book guys. And you know, watching these kids study is just blows my mind you know mm. because when i went to high school it was like you know eight yeah eight to three and during that five hour time well yeah how now, many hours, seven hour hours lunch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm you know maybe i'm at school you know two or three hours a day actually studying inside the classroom the Absolutely. other four hours is just you know fucking off doing something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know that as soon as three o'clock hit you're you know you're on to the house party or you know watching movies or something like part time job any yeah, fixing the car yeah, listen, yeah. There, there's benefits to both to both mm. systems to how how we grew up and how they're doing it too so no, but these kids, man, they're like, they're just so diligent when it comes to studying. Like, it's vacation time, and there's... That's the worst. The school's closed, right? But there's still kids sitting in the hallways, the cold-ass hallways, reading their books, studying their book, And they're trying to become number one in their class. Yeah. Um, so which, are all those videos you post about break time? 
which ones? The piano, watching the NBA oh, game. Oh, yeah, that's just, uh, well, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the piano is just like uh, rolling through the uh, rolling oh, yeah. through the hallways. That was and, beautiful, man. Yeah. There's so, many, there's so many little things I find in Korea where you're just walking through, whether it's an airport, and not just someone randomly playing a, a, a piano, but lots of little beautiful <clears throat> things that you can they can pick out whether it's a sunset or something like that I like that's that awesome. every kid isn't afraid to play the piano in Korea mm. anywhere there's a piano and there's like five kids waiting to fight to get on there and play their tune or whatever I love it mm. yeah really yeah. cool yeah it's amazing I love that kind of thing so yeah now, the NBA, yeah, I walked into class the other day and they had it on the TV and as soon as I walked in they shut off the TV you know, they want to get ready to study I'm like, hell no that's what we're doing today <laughs> But, you know, it really engaged the kids because um, when I'm sitting up there teaching, you know, they're just silent, you know, listening, doing whatever, and I'm just talking to them, right? Mm. But when we put on the, the game... Do you know the Supersonics? Yeah. I'm silent, and they're asking me all these questions, and they're yeah. they're leading the conversations. Absolutely. Teacher, do you know Tracy McGrady? And they're telling me all his stats and everything like that. So what I've learned in my 15 years of being here is that sometimes less is more yeah i don't have to sit there and teach abc one two three sometimes i just have to show up and let the kids engage me absolutely and it's it's easy man. what um when you're at that school what is your main mission or main job like for teaching just engage the kids get them speaking or is there uh, a set curriculum you have to follow conversational english okay. and they gave me a lot of leeway uh they said this is the book and this is what we want you to do. Feel free to incorporate MBA and... Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, the, you know, there's it's really free reign. There's nobody watching over me. But listen, that's the best way yeah. to do it, man. When you want to stick to uh, mm -hmm. something that's too strict, it'll, never, it'll mm -hmm. never work, man. So I had two main things to do throughout the year. And it was one, uh, do a book report. Well, grade the students' book reports. And then two is write student comments about them. And this is all for their student file which is something crazy to me too, the student files. Yeah. But, um, so the book reports was a pretty big project. Um, but thankfully, because of Corona, it was all online this year. Beautiful. Uh, previously, you know, they had to stand up and front, do the book report in front of class, you know, which I can imagine was boring as hell. Mm. But this time, you know, they just sent me a video on, online. Yeah. And I Beautiful. could watch it at my own leisure. Yeah, leisure. And they could do it. They don't have to talk in front of the class. <clears throat> yeah. Which I wish we could have gotten into public speaking a little bit more because I feel that's a good uh, uh, skill life have. skill. Yeah. You know, but um, unfortunately, eh, Corona, what do you get to do? No doubt. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Uh, I hope this isn't too much of a curveball, but you've taught. You said you uh, you taught kids all the way from kindergarten and watched them go right through the right through the yeah. system almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's something you uh, your students don't know about you that you wish they did? Don't know about me. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Facebook. when they, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, but I mean, what you, I, I assume when you go to school, you, you put on more of a professional, professional look and you know, there's some stuff that maybe they don't know you're a dad or, or something like that, but is there any, anything whiskey that rants. pops into mind? <laughs> whiskey rants in the office. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'd like them to know that I'm a pretty easygoing guy yeah. and, uh, it's not all about, I, I think they get that feeling from me too in the, in the classroom you know they they feel much more comfortable 
discussing you know life, life. in with me than they do with their other teachers sure. like we, we talk about girlfriends and boyfriends and and things like that mm. i give sex ed talks in front of the classroom and stuff yeah. to the boys yeah. of course yeah. yeah um which is something you know i think it's kind of taboo in, yeah. in korea but, absolutely i talked uh, to my some of my middle school kids about uh about porn yeah and just like Guys, listen, I know you're watching it on your phone, but this is what it could lead into, you know? Like, you can't... Man, that's a... You that's don't a, worry a, about crossing... No, it's not... 100% it's not crossing any lines, but you don't worry about someone saying, hey, this is our culture, this is not... You guys aren't responsible for watching this. Watching porn? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I feel like I could have that conversation with, like, so many people, mm. but I just don't ever feel comfortable and, like, do they either think that you're a perv or why are you doing this or what if my kid's not watching it and you're telling him you know he is <laughs> what if he didn't or when did your porn addiction start you well Brian teacher told me about these movies on <laughs> no don't you ever don't you ever worry about that like, I do I mean I don't do it with every student but with students who I've taught for a while who are at that age you know middle school kids I think tell them listen this is what's coming in high school and university you put this on that and don't watch this too much <laughs> so um with the with the kids, I think we get a lot of way we get away with a lot more being foreign teachers than yeah, sure. uh, the Korean teachers. And I think some of the stuff that goes on in, inside of my classroom back in the states, I would be fired, you know, ten years ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for for what happens over here. But you know, it's it's cultural difference, and I I don't know. This is this is a weird story, but but it happened the other day. I'm at the front of the classroom, and it's just like self study time, and it's it's in the girls' class, and some of the girls came up to talk to me at at the teacher desk. I'm just sitting there like this, and one girl puts her tits on my arm, <laughs> you know, and I'm obviously you know yeah. really uncomfortable with this situation, of but. Course. The Koreans, they're really close and comfortable and, you yeah. know, touching. Like it doesn't, they don't notice or it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, but but I do, and I'm obviously very uncomfortable about it. But she's like, I don't know if she notices the fact that yeah. her body's touching my body or something, yeah. but I kind of, you know, <laughs> tense, up like, yeah. tense up like this. And I noticed that too it, when the, yeah. the young kids at my first hog one they'd come up and sit on your lap I'm like get yeah, get off yeah, me man. I don't need no doing? lawsuits yeah. <laughs> well that being mm-hmm. being Santa Claus I mean I'm I'm always like should I should I help this kid on my knee or or should I put my arm around or should I just stand there like a 2021 <laughs> Santa like this with my hands clapping and in a bubble you know Santa's a loser now he doesn't say hi he doesn't give you a hug or Grow high five or... Mm. so I think as as foreign teachers we get we kind of get a free pass and and I like it. There's not too much. Uh, there's not too much that'll get you in trouble. And oh man, we had a horror story at the school one year. Uh, this guy was just the worst teacher, you know, not Reagan on uh, Alberta, but he was from Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, this guy, <laughs> uh, this guy, there was something wrong. He didn't last six months at the yeah. school and they give him every last chance that they could but uh he lost his solo teaching ability when he tried to get two middle school girls to kiss (laughs) he's trying he made two girls stand in front of the classroom and tried to make them kiss oh god yeah and that's where the screening process fails right like yeah he was he was epic by the way (laughs) really really yeah yeah Um, but still anybody can get into epic you can't tell anything from an interview on skype or something you know yeah 
I oh, it's so but weird. That's, the sad part is that's the guys who ruin the reputation for us who've been here 15 years. Yeah, but you know what's funny about that story is that that's not what what he got canned for. You know what he got canned for? Not flushing. Nope. Didn't fill up the nope. coffee. Nope. Nope. No, no. It's the most Korean thing ever, man. He was teaching that Dokto is Takashima. <laughs> oh, Dokto <geez>. is Japanese. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that wow. sounds like he came over here to cause trouble. He wasn't coming here to teach. Oh, Jesus. That got him kicked out of the classroom, you know? No way. Making the two girls as kiss. It, as it would. Yeah. Making well, the two girls oh, kiss. That's crazy, too. But... Well, he couldn't teach by himself anymore. But oh. the one that he started saying I that... He couldn't teach by himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good Lord. I can't believe they give him so many strikes. But that's weird. Listen, the first class I was ever in, the, the guy who was training me, he... Uh, dude, he made... He told the two boys, like, if you don't do this work, I'm going to make you guys go hug outside. And I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? That's, that's horrible. That's not going to make the kids want to learn English at all. Oh, my God. But... Now, now with us doing, you know, the the We Hope stuff with the NGO and, and oh, this, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have to. Yeah, I hate the always the political correctness and the cancel. I, it drives me crazy. But but we we, we gotta we gotta evolve, or we're gonna get run over by this. Like, yeah. If you don't if you don't evolve and you want to keep your old ways, then you're gonna get, you know, stamped out. You you won't be relevant anymore. Mm. Um, not saying we are, but <laughs> um, do you ever worry or fear about like? Sometimes I watch you online and you're having a couple of sips of whiskey and, and going on a rant or something, or just a talk. <laughs> Probably. Or, 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 or any of them. I mean, some of the silliness. I, I love it. I love the free spirit. I love that part. But are you ever worried about that stuff online coming back to bite you or, or haunt you or something? Because I just said, I just, I'm just going to start a new job here, and I had an interview, and I was like, man, if anybody there listens to this or mm. sees the work we do or whatever... They can either think it's good, bad, terrible, great, whatever. But but if you screw up, you're not getting a job. Okay. But again, on the other side, do you want a job like that if they're going to judge you based on that? And do you want to go your whole life, like, hide in the shadows, af- afraid to, to ruffle someone's feathers? No, but no. Yeah, no. Awesome. But it's sad that one person can have the... It might be, you know, 9 out of 10 don't have that impression. But one does, and that's the person who hires. I'll play the odds. You know, thankfully, I think over here... Over here, it's a lot less worrying than it is back stateside. You know, I don't have too much to worry about all of that yeah, stuff yeah. over there, which is its own ball. Yeah. Uh, but we're not in the limelight. Well, is it the limelight? Is that what it is? <laughs> we're, not, no, we're not in the spotlight. Yeah. But look at that. Um, oh, what was that dude's name on the TV show who made the uh, uh, blackface? Samuel Chir- oh. Yeah, yeah. Samuel Chiri? Yeah, yeah. He Just like that, you know, he just makes some comment and then... Boom, social media. And, and that was totally taken out of context, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you if you piss off one person and they make a big deal out about it, then, yeah, you're, you're done, bud. Well, the, the thing that, that bothers me the most about that is that there's no... And I find even arguing with some people in general. I don't want to say Koreans or foreigners. Just arguing with some people in general where they've already... Their mind is already made up before, like, the Sam Chidi comment. Oh, yeah. Their, their mind's already made up. Like, you, you said some racist shit. You're not going to be on TV anymore. But let me explain. No, there, there's no... Mm. I, I hate that there's no chance to, to mm. come back and explain. Maybe mm. you misunderstood. Maybe... What was the example I was just given earlier of the... Oh, just like the, the, the salty food. Like, if you're approaching from A or from B, you, you can both be right. 
and mm. and not understand each other, right? And that isn't that the problem these days? It's just not open for discussion. Mm. So much shit just isn't open for discussion. Mm-hmm. It's this is what I saw. This is what I believe. So that that's it. Mm. And, and I and I'm, I think if we ever misspoke on here, and I didn't catch it in the editing, <laughs> um, then I would invite any anyone to come and discuss, and, and yeah. discuss it. Sure. And that's but like you say, you're already famous online before there's an opportunity to discuss it. Mm. You, you're you're already infamous. You're you're all over. Mm. You're all over YouTube already before you even have a chance to to invite so. them. I hope so. <laughs> I hope I'm so. <laughs> maybe you need maybe you need a big scandal to get famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I just need some more guests at the pension. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I came to a realization pretty early on over the last four years. <laughs> you know, with the the political situation, because I got friends on both sides of it and. It, it doesn't matter how my feelings are or my opinion is, but what matters is that I have to understand there are people out there that might think differently than me. Sure. And uh, I have to accept that. I don't have to agree with them, but I have to accept that these and, guys... And it's not your job to go out and change their mind and, and no. blast them with your own mm-hmm. your own thing, man. There's every... Again, it's balances. Everything's and got it, good and bad. And that, that's what I like about some of your... Not rants, but some of your commentary... Or, uh, or some of your posts, they, they're, they're sensical and it's kind of, hey guys, we all got to live together. Mm. We might as well get along. Mm. There's there's no sense fighting. Give me a, an ideal weekend for you, South Korea. Ideal weekend. What Does it involve the motorcycle or just the pension or oh, the whiskey? Or, yeah. what, what would your ideal weekend be? Well, it depends if I'm married or single. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're married, so yeah. give us uh, that version. You know, these days I'm, I'm reminiscing in the good old days a lot. And it does involve uh, getting on the bike and riding through the mountains and, uh, you know, hitting up either the camping spot and, you know, posting a tent and uh, hitting up the barbecue. Yeah. You know what I love about this place is that there's lots of... Um, south africans over here those guys are like good old boys and they love to have a good barbecue yeah. <laughs> and when they come to have a barbecue a braai is what it's yeah, called yeah. they throw down man and i just love sima hosted a couple of those didn't you? Yeah. yeah what did they bring sign up style no man <laughs> no poikikos and uh drawers and yeah. you know lamb that's yeah we've, we've <laughs> yeah. been to a couple where where they show up with all their goods there and yeah it's Clip good stuff drift, yeah so I, I like the fact is that um, you're here in this foreign country, but you're getting all of these people from all over the world and all of these different cultures interacting and mingling. And, I just and, yeah, that, that was the intro I just posted on uh, on yesterday's episode. It was just I think people from home looking in think that there's like ten foreign teachers here, and we all just or from North America or whatever. And and then it's all Koreans, but it's not. There's so many people from all over the world. It's cool to share and mix and, yeah. and do whatever. I like that. Especially if you get out there and you meet, you know, some of the mm-hmm. factory workers and some of the engineers and some of the, the teachers and some of the students and professors. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a real mixed bag. It's really nice. Get, uh, last one. Give us some, some barbecue, not tips. Give us a, give us an insider barbecue master, uh, tip not or... a beer can chicken or something something oh yeah something good something montana all right well don't put cold meat on a hot grill okay. that's probably the biggest mistake i see people doing over here you mean room temperature yeah, yeah 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 make sure your meat's room temperature before you put it out there i like to cook with the lid on 
you know, let the let the smoke and the flavor and uh, kind of heat up the meat. But yeah. what I see with the Koreans, they just like the big fire. <laughs> yeah. They they like their Ooh, that's a flash fire. fry that stuff and yeah. and cook it that way. But I'm I'm more. Can you appreciate the blowtorch finish? <laughs> <laughs> I love I those guys. Who take yeah. the, especially the sushi. They take the blowtorch. <laughs> okay, we're ready. Oh yeah. So I I prefer the barbecues out at the pension and like. I, I learned early on, like, I'll give them a nice cold base. I'm like, okay, this is good for a nice cook, you know, if you're cooking, like, a steak or something yeah. like that. I'll bring them out their, their barbecue. It's perfect for me. But then they'll, oh, give me the blowtorch, and then they'll, and they want these big flames. It's like, dude, that's going to burn your meat. <laughs> like that. But, no, that's the way they want to cook. They want the big fire over here. So Cooking for show. Yeah. Beautiful. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, uh, any shout-outs to the pension there? Any Any prices or discounts or... Uh, or website or anything you can yeah yeah give yeah us. the website is uh, the nine pension and uh, you can go on there you can find the pricing in in the rooms um, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward um, if you call to make a reservation ask for the Dustin discount and uh, <laughs> yeah one of the sisters one of the three sisters will work something out with you yeah awesome mm-hmm. that's fantastic dude listen it was great uh I'm very thankful you came down. Yeah, it's a good time. Huh? To uh, we're we're about to go have a little a little meal now too. So, oh, nice. It's Anyways, one it's one of the things doing this. I, I now we're married with kids, and you can't catch up with all the people that we all the awesome people we've met on here. But mm. I would have liked to known you when I was single and we and partying and hanging out together. But <laughs> yeah, it takes a while to get to know people and, and inter city mingling and stuff. But yeah, I wish I didn't have a wife and kids sometimes where I could still go and hang out with some of these people because. Intercity Minglin, that's the name of your next Like album. you say, yeah. it's like one and done. You, you you come and then we don't see you till the next Halloween party. But you're always welcome in Ulsan, somebody. Yeah, thank you. Thank awesome. you. Come on down. Wicked. Dustin. The Dustin discount. The double D. Looking for the double Ds in Pohonk. You call this guy. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys after. Later. Thank you for listening. And please remember to check out our sponsor links below, Dr. English, with their promotion of... One free speaking class with native English speakers. Check the information in the contents below. Dr. English, your cure for the common language.